Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Good morning, Lexi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. We're coming at you early this morning. We usually do this in the afternoon, but today we're actually doing it bright and early in the morning. What time did you wake up? Bright and early. Have you had coffee? <laughs> no, I've not had coffee. I am drinking oh, you don't drink right coffee, now. Though, do you? Well, I drink decaf coffee, but okay. not, not every day or anything like that. Right now I'm drinking some tea because my stomach was hurting earlier, so... Not, um, nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> nothing exciting or glamorous happening over here with my beverages. <clears throat> Just some um, stomach ease. Yeah. Oh. I know. Sad. <laughs> you know. How are you this morning? Good. I was up early. I What time did you get up? I was up probably at five. Did probably you around keep... five, I think. Okay. I got up at like 4.30, not to one-up you, but I got up at 4.30 this Ooh. morning. Yeah, <laughs> it was Jared's fault. He woke me up. <laughs> Not intentionally. He just got up and then I woke up. So then we just hung out. See, I'm the early bird in our house and I always feel bad about (laughs) waking Brian up. Yeah. Actually, that's why I'm in Daphne's room because I was like, I don't really want to wake him up. Yeah. So what? We don't have kids right now. Oh yeah. You're lucky. You had the grandparents slumber party. Yeah. We're kind of, I'm kind of on a form of bed rest, unfortunately. Oh, are you? After yesterday. Yeah. So she was, Brian's mom was really great and just said, let me just take the kids for the night. So we're just kind of trying to figure out what the next few weeks are going to look like, but okay, yeah, gotcha. But we're doing good. Good. Were you? Did you overdo it yesterday? Uh, my blood pressure is just high again, okay. and I feel fine. So it's kind of like yeah. there's not much else I can do aside from literally sit. So yeah, <laughs> sit and get this baby out. So yeah, you're getting close. You're almost there. Yep. yep. So what what time do you normally get up? What are mornings normally like in your house? Um, my ideal is to be up by six, mm-hmm. about an hour before the kids, um, mm-hmm. just to get, you know, some Bible reading in. I like to go through some Puritan reading in the morning and then just get started on breakfast and pull out of all of our school stuff and catch up on dishes if I need to. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but kept being caught up on dishes just makes me feel mentally better about the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. yeah. I have to so. do it before I go to bed at night. I have to do dishes before I go to bed at yeah. night. Or it stresses me out in the morning. Yeah, we try that too. We put mm-hmm. our kitchen to bed, as I've been calling it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last of the children. Yeah. Um, what about you? So Jared wakes up. It depends what day it is. There's a couple days a week he wakes up at 3.30 because he works a bread route. Um, actually, that oh, just went oh, down to one day. Right. That just went down to one day a week that he's doing that. So I'm really, really excited about that. Because you wouldn't think that just two days a week would make that much of a difference in your week. But when you wake it up at does, 3.30 and yeah. don't go to bed until a normal time and don't take a nap, then it's like you're tired the next day and it kind uh, of affects yeah. a few days after and you're like trying to go to bed early. And um, So now that's just going to be one day a week, so I'm excited. Um, so there's that day that he gets up at 3.30 in the morning. So he's gone when the kids wake up. So I try to get up by like 5.30-ish on that day just so I can do Bible reading before they wake up because our kids wake up early. Um Ransom typically wakes up at like 6.15-ish. That's like an average time. Today, he didn't wake up till almost 7, which was awesome. But Valor doesn't wake up till 7.30-ish now that I've exiled him to the basement. 
<laughs> so, uh, so I, I do get to get some stuff done when it's just me and Ransom cause he's a little more independent, but, um, yeah, I try to get up on an average morning, but if Jared's here and I know that he's already up and he can hang out with Ransom some, then I'll sleep to like six, six thirty if I'm really treating myself. <laughs> Luxury. Luxurious slept in this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the joys of having little kids, it's like sleeping in is not an option. But I hear that once they get teenagers, they start sleeping in. So I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure our life and sleeping habits will change when they stay up later and sleep in later and all that. But right now we're kind of on a go to bed early, get up early schedule. But yep. I don't mind it too so much. So are we. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind it too much. So today we're going to be talking about being alone and not lonely. And um, this topic, it kind of came to mind, well, honestly, just kind of practically because th- that's something that I was thinking about in my life, just times that Jared is occupied, uh, whether it be on Sunday mornings or events that we go to or whatever, and just like talking myself through denying feelings um, that come along with that. So Lexi and I kind of chatted and then I, um, of course I'm reading true companion as I've mentioned before. And, um, there's a chapter in there that kind of talks about the same topic and Lexi and I started talking about it. We thought this would be a good episode to, for us to mm-hmm. chat on since it seems to be a pretty common theme with pastors. Sadly, um, it seems like the pastor a lot of times will deal with loneliness, um, depending mm-hmm. on how, many people he has in his life that he feels like he could be vulnerable with or not. I know that Jared has an episode on this with a shepherd's crook. So if that's something that y'all's husbands are dealing with um, right now, then you should check out that episode. I think it's called the pastor and loneliness or something along those lines. Um, But it can also be something that affects the pastor's wife as you're often around a lot of people, but not always having relational depth with a lot of people. So that's something we're going to talk about today. I think too, the key, as I was thinking about this morning is how to be alone, but not bitter <laughs> about yeah. being alone sometimes. Yeah. Um, Cause that's obviously the temptation. And I think something that's been helpful for me was, Oh goodness. It was Chuck Smith's wife, Cheryl. I think it's no, that's his daughter. I can't remember what his wife's name is, but okay. um, anyway, she has a book. I think it's called the shepherdess about being a pastor's wife, but there was a section in there when she was talking about specifically being alone and at home with your children. Um, I think maybe I read this before I had kids, but I thought about it a lot. Like she said that she made it a practice in their home of just kind of saving the fun things for when dad was gone specifically mm-hmm. so that for all of them, um, they weren't viewing ministry as a burden, but as a joy. Mm-hmm. And that's been, that was just helpful for me because I don't want my kids to feel like I hate the church. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't hate yeah. the church. I mean, just because there are some unique challenges to it, it doesn't mean that I, I really can't imagine us doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. in the hard times, I can't imagine us doing anything else. So mm-hmm. um, that was just a helpful thing for me to realize. Like, don't. And Jim Elliott has a good quote too. Maybe it's too early for me to quote anybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is a big quote from Jim Elliott. <laughs> He basically says, don't let um, your longing for living slay right now, something along those lines. And so that was helpful too, because I felt like, especially early on in um, marriage and parenting, I would just kind of mope around during those times when Brian was gone instead of going out and living life Mm -hmm. 
normally with yeah. just without my husband. So yeah. Um, um, yeah, those were two helpful things for me. I always, and I'm sure this is, I mean, it's saying the same thing, but the Jim Elliott, wherever you are, be all there. Yes. Yeah. That he used to say yep. um, to Elizabeth Elliott, whenever he would be leaving, um, he would say to her, wherever you are, be all there. Um, so yeah, that I think that's good. Just in those times of like, wishing that your husband was with you and the kids to not waste that time, but to make the most. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Um, Nancy Wilson talks about hostessing yourself and, and to not wait whenever you're like, she's specifically talking about in times where you are at events with your husband, or maybe he's like speaking at a different church where you don't know people or at a wedding or whatever event that you may be at that your husband is occupied. Um, she talks about not waiting for someone else to come and like show you to the next whatever may be happening or like come and be friendly to you. Um, but, but hostessing yourself and being prepared in those situations, whether you have kids or if it's just you, um, being prepared to have a good time. I'm thinking about the, a man who wants friends must show himself friendly mm. and um, just being proactive in relationships so that it's not a, mm-hmm relying on other people to make you feel not lonely, but that, okay, if I want to have interactions with other people, even if I'm an introverted person, I'm going to be extroverted in this moment and be Mm -hmm. proactive in my, in my experience. Yeah. I think, doesn't she even say in there basically like if, if you're expecting someone else to be hospitable, you need to be the one that is quick to be hospitable to others in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. She has a lot of good stuff in here. I I underline a couple things in this chapter that I thought I might want to, I'll just read it. Um, If you're visiting a church where your husband is preaching, be friendly and outgoing. Your husband may be whisked off to pray with the elders before church and you may feel stranded. Don't worry about it. Relax, be approachable. But if anyone, if everyone is busy, I loved this. It's just so practical. Um, uh, but if everyone is busy, just go sit down and check your email, assuming that you have that kind of phone, <laughs> or read over the bulletin. <laughs> if you have a posse of children with you, you've brought your own companions and entertainment, so find a place to sit <laughs> in and don't feel see, don't feel at sea waiting to be escorted someplace. Hostess yourself. Show yourself around. Don't be afraid to introduce mm. yourself and get into conversations. Be a participant and not a spectator. Um, I think that mm, whenever – we get into times of loneliness, it can be like a downward spiral sometimes where it's yeah. like, okay, I feel lonely. And then you go to a place where you are alone and it's like, oh, this is just proof. I really am lonely. I am all alone in this and Jared's busy. And it can just be like this continuous downward spiral instead of being like, okay, I'm going to stop the craziness right now and be kind mm-hmm. to people around me and yeah. and make an effort. Um, and yeah. And also sometimes I feel like we need to recognize that loneliness is a feeling that it's not Mm, always, um, factual. (laughs) Yeah. It's not always 100% reality because there are lots of times that the truth of the matter is that there's probably a lot of people that really do genuinely care about you, but they also have little people in their life that they're caring for, Mm, you know, and there's, there's just seasons of life, especially with young children that, can seem lonely, but really the fact of the matter is it's just busy and all consuming. Mm-hmm. So, um, at the, uh, Jank quote, Rachel Jankovic, sometimes you're sometimes something along the lines of sometimes you have to tell your feelings to shut up and salute Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
So sometimes there's a denying of self that it's like, yeah, okay, maybe I do feel lonely in this season, but instead of just succumbing to those emotions, I can recognize mm-hmm. that sometimes feelings are deceptive, that sometimes our feelings yeah. deceive us and distract us from more important works that there are to be doing, mm-hmm. there, there are to be done. I think too, like we talked about this on one of the past episodes, just the ability to be able to hostess yourself when you are at events with your husband. I think you need to view it as a gift to your husband so that you're not being high maintenance and he can actually be there for the work he's supposed to be there for and not be there um, as your emotional crutch, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, because I mean, really, when you think about it, as practical and simple as it is, we're not alone. We're with Jesus, even if we feel like we're in a room of strangers. Yes. And that alone should equip us to be content and even sitting in a pew that where we don't know anyone. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of scriptures, Psalm 68, five and six um, talks about how God provides for us when we feel alone, um, that he's a father to the mm. fatherless, a defender of widows, God is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, Mm. but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. So the fact of the matter is that we are never alone, that that we do have a father that is ever present with us. Yeah. Um, Um, I think too, I can't believe this just popped into my mind, but um, we've had the opportunity in the last about a year and a half to watch Um, an older lady in our church who was taking care of her husband long-term and who passed away. And now I've been able, she's the first person I've ever up close and personal been able to watch walk through the beginning of widowhood, widowhood. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a completely new like paradigm, I guess, for me Mm -hmm. to think through and just see a category of God um, providing for someone who is Mm -hmm. no longer has a husband to provide for her and all of the unique ways that that, He's just been so personal with the way he has taken care of her specifically. And thinking now, like even in Isaiah, it talks about how Christ is ultimately our husband. And there's just, Mm -hmm. there's application from that. Just thinking about, like, we don't really need to grumble now. We do have husbands and they're Mm -hmm. actually out providing. And the way that looks like they're providing is being at a wedding on a Saturday that we're at or not. So I don't know that that was, that has been so helpful for me to watch her in her loneliness. Mm-hmm. like That's actual really cool. physical loneliness. Yeah. Um, and if the Bible talks about our husbands, um, if they're preaching being worthy of double honor, then we mm-hmm. should respect what they're doing and see it as honorable. Mm-hmm. Um, that the time yes. that they put in, it's worth our respect and honor enough that we would do our best to help encourage yeah. and bless him um, in those seasons where he is busy and we are not, you know, not getting his, first attention, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's good. And then also just turning to Jesus in those times Mm -hmm. rather than, rather than turning to your husband and requiring more and more and more of him, which I am guilty of doing so often. And I wish that I wasn't in times of feeling depleted or lonely or whatever. My first instinct is typically to turn to Jared and be like, how can you fill my bucket, you know, rather than Jesus letting Jesus fill me. And, um, uh, Mm. David talks about in Psalms, you know, he turns to the Lord in times of loneliness. And Mm -hmm. I want to be the type of the, be the type of woman that turns to Christ in times of difficulty and loneliness and not try to set my husband up as an idol. (laughs) 
in my heart, yeah. in my life, just thinking that he is my all sufficient need meter um, when he is not. And it will only crush him and uh, impart bitterness into our marriage if I am setting him in the place of God. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also, I, like, I really hate. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was just going to say one more scripture. Uh, Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Um, mm. with Israelites. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, I love that. I love that. I mean, that's part of why we chose the title that we did for this podcast. And in last, all of the last like 18 months of my life has been one long encouragement from Brian to me saying, take courage to your heart. Just like Aslan, mm. I think it's Lucy. He mm. even got it <laughs> he, for my birthday last year. He got a little key for me that says it on there because um. I think we need to, I love the picture in, um, oh goodness. Here I go again, quoting things I shouldn't be early in the morning. <laughs> Spencer, fairy queen. I think it's fairy queen. Missing the title. Anyways, <laughs> there's a female knight who is a character in that story. And that has helped me. She's the She's the knight of chastity. Mm. And that's helped me so much to view myself not as a flower or a princess, but Mm -hmm. as a knight, as a warrior. And I'm not saying this in like a weird, I'm not a feminine sort of a way, but Mm -hmm. characteristically throughout history, women were able to view themselves in an appropriate light of strength, if that makes sense. So um, that's just helped me so much to, to really tell myself like, Take courage. You mm-hmm. have Christ. There's no reason you should be fearful in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that sort of bravery that allows us to take risk as women and to work really hard <laughs> in our vocations um, instead of falling into despair and bitterness like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's one more quote on here that I really liked. Um, so we as wives need to be the kind of women who can manage on our own. Um, We can view it as a part of our contribution Mm. to our husband's ministry. In other words, we can carry our weight and then some. So just being the kind of woman that uh, lean on Christ whenever we come in times of difficulty Mm -hmm. and loneliness, that we can, through his power, um, boast in our weakness and know that his power will rest upon us and give us strength to do what the Lord is calling us to do. And also to, to look at the big picture. Sometimes I'm caught in the moment. Yeah. And yep. I'm just seeing what's directly in front of me rather than seeing the big picture of the work that the Lord is doing and his blessing of letting me be a part of it, whether mm-hmm. it be in the season that our church is in or this age that our children are in, just being able to get outside the moment and look at the big picture and be like, okay, God, you are being faithful to me. You are being kind to me and you are blessing me and help me to respond to that appropriately ra- rather than responding to my sometimes deceptive emotions. <laughs> yeah, that um, what you were just quoting reminds me of a section. I think it's in First Samuel. It might be Second Samuel, but um, David's gone off to war and he's basically left some men back with the baggage. And there's a comment that's made that basically says the men who stay behind with the baggage share in the same portion of the men who go to war. Hmm. And that too has just awesome. been helpful to realize, like you said, my contribution really sometimes is staying behind. And Brian reminds me of that so much. Just that specifically in this season, there's no one else in our life that can take care of his kids like I can. Mm -hmm. And so that's just been helpful to see like, and again, it goes back to everything we've been talking about. Do you actually believe that your marriage and your kids are a legitimate ministry? And if you do, you can be content in 
uh, areas of loneliness, I guess. Agreed. Cool. I think that's all that I had for today. What about you? You got anything else for this one? I think so. Yeah. Whatever I had, I forgot. So yeah, (laughs) maybe we should move on. Providential forgetfulness. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, If you or your husband are dealing with loneliness, don't hesitate to reach out to other people. If this is like a continual thing that's happening, of course, be proactive in reaching out to people to talk to and to pray for you, whether that be elders in your church, um, or even, uh, Jared through the shepherd's crook I know has counseling available. So anyways, remember Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the fruitful and fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the shepherd's crook. The shepherd's crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching resources, and events. We have also started the shepherd's crook for wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site and you can find all the information at the shepherdscrook.co.